You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This segment of the Football Ramble is brought to you in partnership with Doritos, the official snack sponsor of the UEFA Women's Euro 2022. They're encouraging fans up and down the country to get behind what's going to be a tournament like never before. I'm joined by Flo Lloyd Hughes, host of our fantastic women's football show up front over on Football Ramble Presents to celebrate what makes football so gosh darn special. The fans. <laughs> it's the fans. Hello, Flo. I thought you were going to say it's the Doritos. It's That's the Doritos. Well, I've already heard that I'm going to be hearing a... Um, is it a crunch crunch later on? Crunch crunch, baby. Crunch crunch, baby. I think we're allowed to slide that in. So... We're on the eve of what's going to be truly a magical uh, football tournament. It's been an incredible season for women's football. We had a record-breaking attendance for the FA Cup final, touching 50,000 fans pretty much. Uh, some of the best goals ever seen in an FA Cup final, I think it's fair to say. What was the atmosphere like compared to other cup matches, of other cup competitions you've been to, Flo? Yeah, really good atmosphere. I think even though... The, the best weather um, was probably the, the final in, in May. Mm. It was a little bit rainy still. It always seems to rain on FA Cup final day. <laughs> but I th- think the atmosphere in December, actually, for the sort of delayed 
2020-2021 cup final was, mm. was probably the, the better atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, how what does kind of um, a cup final like that uh, go for for you? Because obviously you're working pretty much every uh, fixture going, I think it's fair to say. You're the busiest uh, woman in football. Um, what does a day like that look like? You, you arrive at the stadium, you're kind of like setting yourself up to, to, to broadcast, to um, do little inserts for radio shows and, and television, stuff like that. Are you, are you kind of, Can you focus on the game when it actually starts? Are you all over the place? I think Wembley is really special. I mean, I'm sure you've been to Wembley. I'm sure lots of people that listen to our podcast have been to Wembley and people around the world, I'm sure, would love to come to Wembley if you're a football fan. And even though, obviously, a lot changed when they changed the stadium, rebuilt the stadium, there is something still quite special about that view when you come out of the tube and you see the arch and you kind of look down Wembley Way and you see the stadium. And on a match day in particular, it has an extra level of of uniqueness to it because everyone is just so excited. You can really feel it. Um, you get to the tube and you see all these kids and all these girls, young girls and boys who are so excited. Yeah. And me and my friends always joke that we like get tears in our eyes <laughs> because we're just so sad <laughs> and like <laughs> and like anything will make us cry. Yeah. Uh, but that is really special. So it is it is hard when you're when you're you yourself are really excited about yeah. the day and you're like right okay I actually have to focus on doing my job because <laughs> those cup final days at Wembley and the final as well the Euros being at Wembley mm. is going to be so so special I can't wait for that even you know obviously myself and I'm sure lots of other fans would would be really really excited to see England in that final but regardless I think a final at Wembley is always special. I'm driving by your house, even though I know you're not home, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Christian Eriksen's off to Old Trafford, and most salaries staying at Anfield. It's Tuesday, 5th of July. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Andy Brassel. The boys of summer are here, everybody. Good to have you with us. Oi, oi, oi. Come on. How are you doing? Jimmy's got his legs out. I do have my legs out, yeah. Not all of them. He does have a pair of shorts. Yeah, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, do you know what? Do you know what we're going to start with today? What are we going to start with? England under-19s winning the European Championships, baby. Okay, can you do it? Easy! How <laughs> <laughs> about that? How about that? It's the one we wanted. Exactly. Uh, it's very exciting. Um, and you, you feel that. sound exciting, Andy. You, you feel that England have been on the right track in terms of youth development for a while now. I think if you look mm. at um, the results at uh, age group tournaments, I think the interesting thing for me was the performance of Kani Chukwameka in, in this oh, yes. because he's been at the centre of a kind of low key transfer saga. Uh, scored in mm. the final, very good during the tournament. Borussia Dortmund thought they had him because, Ooh. of course, they are becoming a prolific pincher of young English talent. You know, Jaden Sancho, Jamie Bino-Gittens is, I think, going to have a great season there uh, going forward. And they uh, were very keen on Chukwameka, but Villa are really digging their heels in, as they bloody well should, on the mm, evidence of this. Yeah, well, I, I mean, for, from an England fan's point of view, I don't, I don't mind it. Let Dortmund, you know, Absolutely, yeah. own these, uh, these young talents. Have um, you... Cool little Bundesliga crash. We're all for it. It must be very tempting, right? Well, as, th- as, a, as a young English player, when you see what players have gone on to do over there. Yeah. Well, I think he was born in Austria, so he may be right. 
I, I, he, was, he, he was young when he moved away, so maybe slightly au fait with the German language as well. But he lit up the tournament, there's no doubt about it. But Ian Foster's side, they're the ones who have got their name on the trophy. Um, England, of course, also won the, uh, the Euros under-19s in 2017. All that's missing is the big one. The big boy one. Mm. Under twenty ones. Well, this year we're we're going to get the the under nineteen. Yes. The women's Euros and go. the World Cup. It's right. going to be amazing. Clean sweep, Andy. Yep. That's what I call an international year. That's what <laughs> I call an international year too. Big Brassel. Right, boys. Uh, from the dizzying uh, heights of uh, of the European under nineteen uh, championships to the Premier League, uh, Christian Eriksen has agreed in principle to join Manchester United. Looks like this one's happening, guys. What a flipping turnaround, Jim Campbell. I mean, we all know the journey that Ericsson's on, uh, that has been on, sorry. Uh, of course, it came back to the Premier League with Brentford last season, da de da de da And now it looks like he's going to be playing at Old Trafford. Yeah. I know Manchester United are not where they were a few years ago. Uh, Old Trafford's falling down as exactly, well. Exactly, yeah. You, you may have noticed, rats, ladies and gentlemen. Mice? <laughs> yeah, either way, either <laughs> not ideal. But this is quite something. It really is. I mean, as well, it's it's... You've got to look at it from Ericsson's point of view as well. He had an offer to stay at Brentford. They were they were brilliant for him, obviously, and he was brilliant for them. And that's a really nice story. But mm-hmm. you you can understand why he'd want to go to a to a club uh, uh, with respect to Brentford, a much higher level at this point. And at a higher level, yeah. Some people are seem a little bit underwhelmed by it. I've heard heard a few people sort of across the media mm. talking about that. But I think again and going to keep banging this drum because it is going to be one of the most significant changes we've seen in football. The five substitutes rule next season mm-hmm. is going to make. Um, play like I, I think playmakers are going to be sort of all, kind of ha- have an added value really mm-hmm. because th- there are so much so many more opportunities to come to change a game mm-hmm. by introducing a player and Ericsson is someone with so much experience he's so good at creating chances mm-hmm. and I think Man United often they look a bit pedestrian don't they they look a bit like you know if if a defence just stands up to them, they don't really know what yes. to do. They don't have any lock pickers in there. Obviously, Bruno Fernandes is pretty good at that. And mm. it's interesting that they play in the same position. So we'll see how often they're on the pitch together. That might be quite interesting. But um, I think it's a good signing for them and for him. It's, it, it, it works. Yeah, I think that's an interesting thing about the, the uh, Bruno Fernandes, Andy, and, and so on. Because people seem to be uh, thinking, you know, well, hang on. What, what, will they play together? Will Will Eriksen be on the bench? You know, what, what will happen? Do you see... Ericsson competing with that particular position or do you think Ten Hag might maybe play him as slightly further back where would you see him fitting into that midfield yeah I, th- I think he will Marcus and I, I don't think it's an either or at all in, in in that sense I think it will be a good thing for Bruno Fernandes that Christian Ericsson um, is in there because let's let's be clear the bit where United mainly need to improve his midfield that has been their mm-hmm. difficulty over the last season or two and we've seen with Ericsson how he changed while he was in Italy because originally he came in as as, as that dedicated playmaker and Antonio Conte was him him and Ericsson didn't really get on from from the get-go and um, I think Ericsson himself said what really made it work at Inter is him understanding that you have to follow exactly exactly what Conte says which Spurs players are finding out at the moment you know (laughs) and I, I think it was interesting to see him play in a deeper position at Inter really really flourish a bit of self sacrifice involved and it showed that sort of versatility I think the two other things uh, uh, a that Eric Ten Hag I think is the perfect coach for him because he wants to build that sort of Ajaxi midfield and we'll see if he gets Frankie De Jong etc etc and if Donny van der Beek um, gets a, a significant go going going forward but going back to Jim's point about being able to create 
in a limited moment. I think if you go back and look at the amount of assists provided by players in the Premier League over the last seven years, Ericsson's still just behind Kevin De Bruyne. Now, bear in mind, A, he didn't have a great last half season uh, at, at Tottenham when he was he was looking to leave and he was marginalised a bit. B, he actually went to another club for a couple of years. C, I'm one Serie A there. C, he had half a season out of the game, a little bit more. And yet still, his, his numbers are right up there. So, you know, he can sort of, as well as helping you play good football, he can actually sort of skip the need to play it as well by creating yeah, no, something I'm... from nothing. So I agree yes, with Jim's yeah. point totally. No, I think that's fair. And something you touched on as well, Jim, that, that some people were underwhelmed by this signing for Manchester United and say, well, but if they're going to compete with Liverpool or Man City, the fact is, what on earth would Manchester United have to do in the summer to compete with yeah. Liverpool and Man City. It's, it's almost impossible, they, really. they set themselves up to fail if they tried to do that. Totally. You've got to you know, take each step that's in front of you. Yeah, because Liverpool and Man City it didn't happen overnight. You remember Guardiola and Klopp. It took yeah. a few years and you have to build and bring in signings and you have to do all that kind of stuff. And that's what Manchester United are presumably hoping to do with Ten Hag at the helm. Um, and I understand, yes, that, that Ericsson may not get in... You know, perhaps Man City and Liverpool weren't interested. In, well, they weren't interested in blah, 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 blah. But it doesn't mean to say it's, a, it's an underwhelming sign of Manchester. I think it's a good, solid signing. I think, I think he improves them. Yeah. Without a doubt. 100%. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, yeah, no I, I, th- I think we're all agreed there. I mean, with Tottenham Hotspur, you mentioned where you played there, they had been looking at him, apparently, uh, but decided to consider other options, which I thought was maybe slightly surprising because Conte had worked with him before, but then maybe Conte's thinking, you know what, but perhaps, well, he obviously thought he obviously thought differently, quite quite frankly. But I think it's a good signing, as you say. And he, and with the substitutes, he can change a game. And mm-hmm. and they need a they need a squad. They need uh, something in there because it has been pretty piss poor at Manchester United, as and we know. That might also explain why it's a three year contract now. I know he's only thirty, but mm-hmm. you would think a player at sort of thirty three playing in that position might start to lose their effectiveness. But again, with five stubs. Stubs with five subs. <laughs> it's um, it's it's good news for older players, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Good news for older players, Andy, <laughs> and that leads us neatly onto Cristiano Ronaldo because <laughs> he wants to leave. Cristiano Ronaldo has thought bollocks to this. I can't be asked. Get me back in the Champions League, baby. He is hard work, isn't he? <laughs> he is high maintenance as a bloke. Yeah. Well, why have you said this now? <laughs> He said, "Well, he said that it's, he wants to leave. One of the reasons is because of the lack of ambition in uh, the, the summer transfer window. Now, if I was Christian Eriksen, I'd be like, come on, pal, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, am I not enough for you? Well, clearly not. Uh, clearly not. He's, he's concluded that they cannot win the Premier League. I mean, Cristiano, you should have realised that even yeah. before you went to Manchester United, let alone needing uh, any time during this summer. He wants to play in the Champions League, apparently. He wasn't training uh, on Monday for family reasons. He has been spotted in Portugal uh, recently, but you know that, that's going to happen. Um, but Manchester United, they seem to be clear that he's not for sale, uh, which is interesting. Um, your friend of mine, Tony Cascarino, said recently on the radio that he's suspicious of Ronaldo and claiming that he wants to quit Manchester United because he fears Lionel Messi will overtake him as the all-time record Champions League goal, goal scorer. Now, normally I would dismiss that as a load of nonsense, but I think Tony's got a point there, Jim. He's suspicious that Cristiano Ronaldo has a lot of personal ambition 
Okay, but you understand that, that, that he's thinking, oh, I can't let Messi have that record, surely. No, I, th- I, I imagine there is a little bit of truth to that, but I, I'm not sure it would be as uh, as petty as, oh, I can't let Messi overtake me. It's more like I need to add to my own legacy in the, in the Champions League. But still, um, I, I, the fact that we've not seen Man United linked with anyone else in this position all summer implies to me that this has truly come out of the blue for them. Mm. Um, and I guess they're going to have to dig in, right? Because can they, can they can they add a player in that position to to their budget? Yeah, really, because they won't get a huge amount for Ronaldo. Uh, there, there are two ways of looking at it, as there are always two ways of looking at Ronaldo as the the footballer. It's either extreme selfishness or laudable ambition, and I, I, I like the fact personally that he, he wants to force the issue that he wants to get back in the Champions League I mean he's going to be 38 in February he can't hang yeah. about can he now I agree with Jim's point that maybe if that's the sole motivation he should have thought about that a little bit earlier but it's, it's one of those things like you feel as if he's given Eric Ten Hag like a smidgen of a chance but not a full chance like I, I would compare it to example when I don't know if if like I was with my wife at a wedding and we she would like the DJ puts a song on and after five seconds if it's not a banger immediately she's like that shit get it off <laughs> and, and it oh. feels like that's what's happened you know Ten Hag's gone well I've got a series of plans and they're Right, you want to leave? Okay. <laughs> Andy, is this it's why you stopped like DJing? <laughs> I only got two seconds. Did you? Yeah. yeah. There's a joke in there somewhere. But uh, apparently Chelsea are open to signing him. That's the word on the street. Yes. Again, uh, this Chelsea's transfer strategy is very interesting at the moment, isn't it? Because they, they seem to be linked with players that someone else has been linked with in the in the you know the days prior mm. and this seems like can you imagine Tuchel wanting yeah. wanting Ronaldo at this point of his career yeah, it seems I, really I, unlikely I, isn't it very surprised. I tell you why the the transfer strategy is a bit uh, interesting is uh, you may uh, think because um uh, Todd Bowley the, the Chelsea co-owner has appointed himself as interim sporting director after Marino Granovskaya um departed and Big Todd, you know, he's worked in sport a lot. Obviously, he's in astute business, blah, blah, blah. But he hasn't worked in football. Mm. I understand someone's got to do the job. But if you're trying to sell a player, right, currently, Chelsea have got a lot of money, you could lead him up the garden path, I reckon. Well, yeah, that's that's what everyone's assuming, isn't it? I mean, well, he's obviously... You he's know, been meeting he's... with George Mendes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's, not a, he's not an idiot, is he? Let's be honest, he wouldn't be in the position he's in if he, if he was. So No, but it doesn't uh, mean to say that he knows the ropes. No, absolutely. No. It's, it, it's a surprising decision. Uh, I'm sure it will only be a temporary one. But perhaps they're taking a hit this year and, and he's thinking, well, the best way for me to understand this industry is actually for me to dive in head first, go hands on. Hmm. I mean, it's, I don't remember an example of this in the past well, for any he's, club. He's definitely but... going in head first. I mean, as I say, he's been meeting with George Mendes. You know, he's, yeah. he's thinking, who's the guy who, who, who owns, the key, owns the keys to all Where's the doors? Where's my wallet? Yeah. What, this guy owns my house now? <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's basically going, who have you got on your books? And he's gone, well, here's a DVD of Cristiano Ronaldo's yeah. best moments. Give me him. I need him. I want him. <laughs> Andy, what do you reckon? Chelsea, Tuca wouldn't fancy him, surely. Chelsea have wrecked some extraordinary strikers down the years. 
guys. Uh, obviously, most recently, Lukaku. You go back, you look at Shevchenko, Fernando Torres. I mean, this would be yeah. a step further even for them. <laughs> this would be the cherry on the cake. Get, get a I... non-scoring Cristiano Ronaldo. I, I mean... I don't, I don't I don't know it 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 depends on a lot doesn't it I think the most difficult thing is that Ronaldo coming off the bench doesn't appear to be something that he wants to to countenance because I actually think that would be pretty useful I think the trick would be I agree with that the trick would be for Chelsea or whoever else is going to buy him to appoint Fernando Santos because he is the one as Portugal coach <laughs> who has managed to get Ronaldo to accept different roles. He's like, well, okay, I'm going to create a new system where you don't have to do as much running. I'm going to create a system where you don't leave the penalty box. And then in the last international break, I'm not going to start you simply because I don't think you should start this game. And he accepts all of that. And it's funny, he wouldn't take it off most people. So maybe that is the thing. I I think that's the logical thing. Either Fernando Santos to Chelsea... Or Ronaldo goes to... It would be a great way of breaking the Lewandowski deadlock if he went to Bayern and they said, okay, we'll hold you to the last year of your contract, Levy. You're going to be on the bench behind Cristiano. I mean, that would be pretty exciting, wouldn't it? Well... It would, but aren't Bayern a bit sensible for that? It's oh, no, like everyone's, everyone's too sensible suddenly for selling this. bouncy castles as well. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> it seems incredibly silly and unlikely yeah, I from just, their point of view. I, I would have thought that... Totally. But I, because I, I think he clearly wants to stay in Europe. I, I always thought, would he go to MLS? And and perhaps maybe in a year or two, maybe in his forties, he'll go there. But I, I do think that the, as you mentioned, the sort of the legacy, and he still wants to play in the Champions League because we can, we could. I think people have been a little bit um, harsh with Ronaldo last season, saying, "Oh well, because you know he was never going to work out at Manchester United." Blah 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 blah. As if he was one of the reasons why Manchester United were, were quite poor last season. Mm. I actually don't agree with that. I think he papered a lot over a lot of cracks. He scored quite a lot of goals, considering he did. But isn't the argument really that they're forced to play in a certain system that doesn't ultimately benefit them? I think. Yeah, and the. The overall number of goals has, has gone down for United. So, yeah, he papers over and arguably contributes to a degree of dysfunction, doesn't he? Essentially, yeah. you have no first line of defence, which is really, really important. Yeah, I, I just think... Modern you, football. True, but I, I just think you could have had, you know, one of the top strikers in the world currently playing there. I, I don't think... You could have had Harry yeah. Kane up front. I don't think it would have made a, 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 that much of a difference, to be perfectly honest with you. It's a uniquely weird situation, for sure, yeah. uh, where people are saying that... the, the club's top scorer is the cause of all their problems it's, mm. again don't remember that ever happening before but I mean might it be a good thing for Man United to just just move on early th- if I, they can get a replacement in. I think it's I think good it for everyone be, I think I it's agree. good for everyone I think it is good for everybody uh, but what also uh, Andy is good for everybody according to Mo Salah was that he signed a three-year contract with Liverpool making him the highest played player in the club's history so it was a happy day for everybody on Friday especially his uh, bank manager um, but yeah, Liverpool's uh, new uh, sporting director flew to Mykonos to see Salah while he was on holiday this week to seal the deal. Would you want that? Would you want like someone interrupting your holiday? Or would you think, oh, I'm pretty important, they're flying out to see me? If they were going to give me 350 grand a week, <laughs> I'd, I'd make the space in my holiday schedule, <laughs> yeah. for sure. But, I think, but yours is a bit of a jump. I think Salah's sort of built up to that. This is true. It, it would, I, look, even you'd be surprised at that, Jim. I would. If, if I turned up when you were, you were away and be like, Jim, you've got to sign this contract, baby. It's a happy day for everybody. Yeah. He, did, he didn't make much 
effort to fit them in, did he? Because given what a big deal it was, he basically did the presentation video from his sunbed, didn't he? Mm, yeah. Which I, I, I thought was fair enough. You know, when you say sunbed, do you mean lounger? You don't mean like because presumably you would. Oh no, that's that's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. want to, You don't want to get Rodney trotted on your day of glory. You, cer- you do certainly you? don't. And, you, and also, you say, "What are you doing? It's blazing sunshine out there. You get the, <laughs> you get the natural stuff if you want." Yeah, yeah, well, e- either way, look, I I, I think it's a, a great thing for, for Liverpool, not just because it, it would have been really quite damaging to lose uh Salah and Mane in the mm. in the in the same summer, but a lot of people are talking about what a big investment it is. I think there are two aspects to this. One, he's so important from a commercial point of view, and we can see through the comp- completely dumb things that Barcelona are doing at the moment, the short-termist um, financial gambles that they're taking to allow themselves a, a bit of latitude and to get out there and sign players, that you need superstars. You need superstars, not just for your team, but in terms of sponsorship, in terms of visibility. You know, it matters to the financial health of the club. So I think it's worth speculating to accumulate. The other thing as well, when you're signing an existing player to a new contract, you don't have to go out there. And we've seen with Darwin Nunez, for example, you know, if you're going to buy a player to maintain or improve Liverpool's team, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. And that's before you even get to signing on fees and, and, and wages. So I think it's a, I think it's a sensible deal for everyone. Yeah, but, well, this will cost Liverpool fifty-five million over three years with a contract ending after Salah turns thirty-three. So, yeah. as Andy said, I mean, if you wanted to replace him, you'd probably have to spend more than fifty-five million. Yeah, you would think with, with those kind of goals. But also, as well, Jim, I think I think with with Salah, like his best footballing years have been at Liverpool. There's no there's no doubt about yeah. that. He had a great time at Roma, hence Liverpool mm-hmm. signed him. But the system Klopp plays, the, the way they set up, it massively plays to his strength. It suits him. Whereas I, I don't think. I understand if he was signed by a big club, they'd obviously make arrangements for him to play there, but but not necessarily to to the extent of what yeah. what, what he has at Liverpool. I mean, if he stays fit, he will almost certainly mm. become Liverpool's all time top scorer in the Premier League next season. And one of the greatest players in their history. Absolutely. Well, he already yeah, is. Already is. Yeah, there's, but, there's no doubt. but that's what maybe goes overlooked a little bit. Like yes. he is, he is as, as close to being irreplaceable as any player can be mm. for for them in in the position he's in. So yeah. I, I agree. Like. Kind of breaking their wage structure might have some repercussions later, but mm-hmm. I think with the the, the way we, we're seeing salaries inflate, that was, you know, it's kind of inevitable for most clubs that that's going to happen to hang on to a player of that calibre. But yeah, I think it 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 makes so much sense. I, I can't um, see him dropping off as well because he's he's just been Agreed. fantastic for so long, and now he's got that security as well. He'll feel a bit more comfortable. Yeah. This is it's been a bit of a saga actually, hasn't it? On it the has, quiet, it has, yeah, and, and and also as well that people will will make. Have, will have their opinions on oh is, has he held the club to ransom and others will say well no the clubs the way they treat players you know the players should get as much as they can the thing is you, you're not there with the conversations you can't get inside that player's head it, it's it, you know it's six to one and a half a dozen to the other so I think when all said and done as Andy sort of quite rightly said there you, you want to keep one of your best players in the club's history at the club, especially when he's got, according to Klopp, his best years still yet to come. I mean, that might be quite extreme, but Klopp didn't know. He said, well, I, 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 think about what he's done before, three golden boots in five years in the Premier League. That's quite a big lick. Yeah, Marcus, I don't think it is a leap to say that as well. If you, mm, look at, no. if you look at forward players and how they have not just maintained, but improved into their 30s, there's no reason to assume that won't be the case for... 
for, for Salah. Of course, there's no reason to assume that won't be the case for Sadio Mane as well, as we'll True. see with Bayern Munich in the Champions League, I suspect. Andy, what did you think of um, uh, uh, Barcelona? Apparently, they were one of several European clubs who asked Rami Abbas Issa, Salah's representative, to keep them updated on his situation. Bless him, Andy. Bless him. They they do love a bit of self-delusion, don't they? They what? absolutely love a bit Does of self-delusion. they not know how money works? Keep us updated. Well, evidently you... not. I just... <laughs> They wouldn't be is in he, this position where they did. Is he Is he going to go for free? He's not going for free. No, that's not... Oh, okay. And he'll want paying? Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, tell him we're interested. Yeah. Is, as he, is he still... As he said, at any point, he'll play for free. No, that's not happening. Okay. Well, just keep us updated. Keep you, us you, updated. Know, you know, Marcus, we were talking about the fact that you could play on the pitch at the Camp Nou for uh, 300 euros. Salah should hire it out with his mates. Yeah, ex- exactly. So I've appeared if, for you. If we give you um, like a thousand free games there... Yeah. How, how will that do? Yeah, we are. That's it. You and your I pals. Paid in free yeah. games. Internship. In, in a way. In a way. Lovely stuff. All right, everybody. Let's have a quick break. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Martin Keown, and you're listening to Football Ramble. Yeah, maybe just one small bit the Football Ramble. That'd be all right. Hi. I'm Martin Kean, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. I'm Martin Kean. Kean. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's time for emails.
Philippe has been in touch and he says, Greetings all. I've been in Sheffield the past two days, generally having a mooch around. Interesting choice. Within, within about an hour of my arrival, I happened across this outside Sheffield City Hall. Uh, what this happens to be is uh, a picture of, are you with me? A night with Neil Warnock. Aware of your penchant for former managers work in the circuit, I thought this would be of interest. That's right. It appears that Neil Warnock is doing a sort of evening with and seemingly for one night only. Can we please have a special one-off at the match where maybe Brassel or whoever fancies it attends and tries to keep his head down whilst Warnock dishes out zingers, truth bombs and acerbic one-liners? <laughs> Andy, come that, on. That could be or whoever fancies it, I think. <laughs> it is interesting to me that it's one night only. Yeah. Got some things to get off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> After this, I'll need a lawyer. Um, I, I, but I don't know, though. Is it not? Because he's, you know, he obviously synonymous with, with Sheffield. It's all going to be about Carlos Tevez, isn't it? You'd th- and Sean Bean. Maybe. Maybe. But um, Time he drops a C-bomb about him in front of his kids. Bean's got to be there, surely. I doubt it. Bean I'm, not, be on... I'm not sure they've stayed in touch. Oh, is that right? Okay. Well, I, um, I, I, I suspect that maybe this is... Uh, this is a little teaser, and if it goes well, it could be nationwide. Yeah, maybe it's a pilot. Yeah. Maybe that's... it's going to be a chat show. <laughs> we were senior El Chiringuito. <laughs> we thought we can have a go. If he's playing Sheffield City Hall, how big is the bum bag going to have to be? Oh, <laughs> my goodness, Andy. That's a great point, that is. Like Bring an, your own bum bag, I'd say. Ikea mm. bum bag, maybe. It'll just yeah. ride oh, along in, blue a, ones. in a big Segway with a big bin <laughs> on the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely, in, in years to come, you'll see him down in Cornwall riding around on a little Segway. <laughs> That's it, Neil Warnock. Lovely. I think, I, honestly, if you're in the Sheffield area, please go along. Well, if you're not, if you're willing to travel, get involved because I don't think Andy's going to go. And uh, let's know uh, what happens there. Show up footballramble.com or Twitter's at Football Ramble. Um, gentlemen, I'd like to talk about something uh, a little bit off the beaten track, if you will. Usain Bolt. Do you remember when uh, he uh, signed for Central Coast Mariners uh, four years ago mm. and it didn't quite go to plan? Uh, he suggested that. Signing for them was a mistake and blamed his failed spell there on the quality of the (laughs) A-League. Now, I know we've seen quite um, arrogant comments from uh, a certain Australian at Wimbledon this summer. Well, this is a kind of a bit of reverse. This is is Australia's in the firing line with this one. I went to Australia, but the level of football there wasn't good. I should have stayed in Europe, according to uh, Usain Bolt. Yeah, it would have been easier in the the, La Liga. (laughs) (laughs) Strange logic, isn't it? Who was trying to keep him in Europe, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Did he, he always used to go on about he, he I'm a Man offered. United fan and yeah. I, he would turn up at Old Trafford and it's like that. okay I know they're not as good as they used to be this isn't happening yeah. Usain I admire your balls yeah bless him for trying to live his dream but oh, um, it was never going to work I think he was offered a um, a spot at a team in Malta which he turned down so maybe that's what he's referring to <laughs> well I, I can't imagine that the Maltese league is better than the A league but you never know. I've not uh, sampled either, to be quite frank. Well, um, the, the fact is, if you do end up playing in Malta, you will get a shot probably at the first qualifying round of the Champions League. So you could say you played in the Champions League, albeit for, you know, Hibernians in the first qualifying round. I mean, you'd take yeah. that, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think Hibernians... Are, doesn't the Champions League start next week or is it this week? This or week, I think yeah. It, it is this I think Hibernians are involved, aren't they? They are. They're away at Shamrock Rovers. They are. And we have to... That's a, that's nice, that. It kind of works. Um, we have to stress the S on the end of Hibernians, by the way, mm. because uh, there's no no chance that might get any. Hibs is... Yeah, exactly, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I was more of a, an FC Valletta man, Andy. But, yeah, I bet uh, you were. I bet you were. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Beautiful city, Valletta. Tiny, but beautiful. 
um, much like myself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, speaking of acrimonious exits, if we can call that acrimonious exit bolt from... Uh, from, from Central Coast Mariners. Uh, former Burnley midfielder Dale Stevens revealed he learned of his exit from the club through Twitter. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I know everything's on social media these days, Jim, but some things, some things should be kept yeah. to the fax machine. Not great, is it? <laughs> Falling apart without Sean Dyche. I know, yeah. He knew his contract was up, but then saw he was on the release list on Twitter rather than being informed by club officials. That's piss poor. That yeah, really is. is whatever, whatever the reason for that, I'm sure it's just some sort of admin cock up. But it's just, it's just not good, is it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, James Tarkovsky, he's uh, he's on the move. He left Burnley and he's moved to Everton. He was well aware of all. Found that on YouTube. He did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's been confirmed. I mean, this was. Is that not the most sort of predictable si- signing of the city? James Tarkovsky to Everton. Yeah. Sort of a solid, you know, six or seven out of ten Premier League defender. Uh, oh, well, actually, you know, he's right up there for like shots blocked and clearances and stuff and all, all, the, all the sort of the good stuff that you want your all-action defenders to be doing. So actually, I think it's a really, really good signing for us. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel so. like he'll have the chance to keep those stats up while he's at Everton <laughs> yeah. next season. Yeah, that's what well. I mean. Yeah, I think yeah. he fits Likes the bill. being busy. Very busy. He's yeah. gone to the right place. Yeah. No, as you say, Jimmy, he's ranked first in the Premier League for both clearances and shot blocked and was second for aerial duels one. It does... You know, testified to the fact that he was at Burnley, of course, and they yeah. did go down. And an excellent fighter pilot in his spare time. There we are. <laughs> there we are, everybody. So, yeah, now he's he's with uh, Frank Lampard, who will get a big old tune out of him. Uh, he would certainly hope to uh, to think. But D- Duncan Ferguson's not going to be there um, because he's left to pursue his ambitions in management. He worked under seven, di- seven different managers at Goodison Park, uh, but he's gone. Where's Duncan going to pop up? There was talk about Blackburn, wasn't there, uh, not that long ago? Uh, of course, but we'd like to see Duncan having a go at, at uh, uh, being a number one, Andy. Yeah, I, th- I think that would be immensely exciting, probably for quite a short period of time, um, <laughs> because <laughs> you have you? to you have to bear in mind nothing against him, but modern footballers are modern footballers. You know, they they need egos massaged. I think that's the yeah. interesting thing about him that he's someone who will be making his way as a head coach, a relatively young head coach, despite having, you know, that um, all that experience as a, as a backup. And I mean, he's been through several different lives as the um, assistant coach, stroke caretaker at Everton, but he's got a demeanor that's from a different time. I don't know. Do, do you think he's like the successor for Diego Simeone at Atletico Madrid? It'd save him yeah. a bloody fortune, wouldn't it? It's, yeah. He's always been very popular among the players there, though. So perhaps, mm. um, you know, his, his reputation precedes him a little bit there uh, based on how he was as a player rather than as a coach. Well, yeah, but mm. I mean, being a number one is a very different task, yeah. isn't it? Because the buck stops with you. Yes. Because if you're, if you're not that, then, yeah, he, he can... His, his uh, uh, let's just say, aggressive ways can be seen <laughs> as quite funny or whatever. Yeah. Because, again, you have a manager who's picking the team and all that kind of stuff. Um, when I say aggressive ways, I'm, he is likable, jovial ways, perhaps you know. Uh, but it will be interesting if he becomes a number one. But the fair, fair play to him though; he's not going to get it at Everton, and he wants to, to try his uh, try his luck. So, so, so uh, we wish him all the best, certainly, because we wouldn't want to say anything negative about him. <laughs> we are um, elsewhere, gentlemen, uh, Manchester City uh, confirmed uh, yesterday the signing of Calvin Phillips, uh, forty-five million pounds uh, on a six-year deal. 
mm. six year deal. It's a good that's that good business for for Calvin Phillips, and you would have thought Manchester City. We spoke about this um, uh, before, but Jim, where do you, uh, how good a signing do you think this is for Manchester City? Um, it's, well, he's coming in to replace Fernandinho, isn't he? Essentially, mm-hmm. which is. Um, it's hard to call it an upgrade because Fernandinho has been such a brilliant player and quite him, different but, uh, yeah, and quite different players absolutely um, I think he suits their style really really well because he's so tidy mm-hmm. very very good with his distribution and I think it's I think it's kind of a better signing than it initially looks like because mm-hmm. you get so blind to City signing players and just go oh yeah obviously okay that makes sense they wanted him they got him blah 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 but I think he'll um, he will fit Fitting really well with the fluidity of their of their mm-hmm. style, so I think it's a good one. Yeah, he can talk to Guardiola, of course, or Guardiola can talk to him about Bielsa and all that. Yeah, exactly. Do you think that's why it was? Because Bielsa obviously loved him. Guardiola thought to himself, Andy, oh yeah, I've got, I've got it. This guy's been shaped by my my by my Lord Bielsa. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a bit of that reflected glory in there. There's there's no doubt about it. But <laughs> I think when you look at how City were really stretched defensively in the back end of last season and points where they had to drop Rodri, for example, to mm. to centre back, you know, they needed someone else in in midfield as well. I think it gives him that extra bit of flexibility. I think it's a bit disrespectful to him to say he's just going to be a bench player for them going forward. I don't think you can really compare his situation to say Jack Grealish is. I think there'll be plenty of opportunity for him at Manchester City. And for you, Marcus, I think it's good for England as well. Wow, because you're absolutely right. he'll, be, he'll be playing with, with better players. Yeah, um, I think he'd improve as a player. And yet he's not going to play every single minute of the season. So, all good. Yeah, so he'll be fresh with Qatar. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, it'll be interesting to see the uh, reception Leeds fans give him yeah. next season. Because he really was one, one of, of their own, wasn't he? I mean, yeah, absolutely. And it was, he, you know, he mentioned that in his, in his, in his letter. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure some will understand. I'm sure some won't. It's interesting to me. This reminds me of when Alan Smith moved to Man United. And oh, it yeah. seemed impossible that, mm-hmm. that a Leeds player would go to a Manchester club. And City have also got that red trim now. And it's like... Are you morphing into Man United as like a deliberate <laughs> troll? Like within five years, are they going to have a red kit? Now, what do you think of this? What yeah. do you think of this? Do you think Vincent Tan's going to take them over? <laughs> remember when he did that at Cardiff and he wanted yeah. to change their colours from Maybe. blue to red because like red was lucky where he was from or something. <laughs> Mick Hucknall's hair will turn blue. <laughs> <laughs> Simply blue. Uh, it, it just doesn't stop, does it? Um, Jim, talking of red, Arsenal. Gabriel Jesus, uh, yeah. he is he's came out of nowhere. Yeah, who would have thought? Um, his his announcement was quite enjoyable. He did sort of a Christ the Redeemer style pose, looking down over the Emirates. Yes, um, Stuart McFarlane, Arsenal's um, club photographer, is generally excellent and has outdone himself there. Just yeah, brilliant. absolutely fantastic. Big um, licks. Yeah, very much so. Um, it's it's an exciting. Is he, is he the saviour? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, someone has to be. Um, <laughs> so it might as well be a centre forward. It's a it's a. I'm really pleased with this signing because uh, apparently three different clubs tried to hijack the deal and it seems that Jesus really wants to be there which is a huge thing and mm. it gives you a real boost and will hopefully help in the sort of the you know the, the facilitation of signing other players as well and it's um it's a move not without a little bit of risk I think because he's coming in to be the player that scores like 20 goals a season he's mm. never managed that in the Premier League he's, mm. he's had a couple of like plus 20 goals or 20 goals plus seasons in all competitions but you know he is 25 he presses brilliantly brilliantly well which is what Arteta wants He's he seems like he has the character to sort of fit into the project Arsenal are trying to build so I'm delighted with it I, I didn't think we would get him when the rumours first came about mm-hmm. especially you know missing out on the Champions League but it's um it, it's a great bit of business. Yeah, and it's interesting when you when you say he wants to be there. He clearly was 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 open to this move because 
you know, he'd, he'd won a lot of Manchester City, of course, but perhaps there was a little bit of a ceiling there and wanted to become the main man. But Andy, your friend, uh, Tim Vickery, was talking about, he, he doesn't, playing as a centre forward in this, you know, as a number nine, he was a little bit jaded from the Russia World Cup with Brazil from that and is seemingly prefers to play out wide. Do you think that um, that could be, I don't know, an issue might be too strong a word, but, but, but Arsenal, do you think, because they seem to be fairly um, stacked in those in those wide forward positions, do you think it could be a bit of an issue trying to get a tune out of, of Jesus as, as, a, as a number nine, or do you think he'd be playing on the wing more? Not really. I, I think it's a positive for Arsenal, really, because I guess everyone sees them paying that sort of money for someone who wears the number nine shirt and is just, oh, don't be ridiculous. He has to play as a number nine. Well, he, he doesn't. You could stick him out left. Martinelli plays in the centre and that's maybe good for both of them. And to have the ability to switch as well just gives Arsenal that little bit of extra fluidity. You know, there's no doubt about his quality. There's no doubt he's an upgrade. There's no doubt they need to buy another forward as well after what's happened at, at the in the last season. Um, I think that adaptability is a good thing for Arsenal rather than a, a bad thing. And when you're looking at, at Martinelli, so much of this has got to be about him because he's a player that it was clear from the first time he got the sniff of the Arsenal first team that he's a very special player. Um, he's become very important, even more important for them in the last season. And I think a lot of it has to be about his future development because I honestly think Martinelli is going to be Arsenal's best player in the next two years or so. It's interesting with Martinelli playing down the middle because Arteta's tried it a few times and it's not come off immediately, but it does. there is a sense that he is going to move into that central position at some point. So as you say, yeah. Jesus can come in and, and, and facilitate that. That would be really good. He, he, Jesus himself has said, I'm here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. here to be a number nine I'm here to play down the middle and score goals essentially but you know as you say that this part of the point of signing Fabio Vieira as well is that kind of adaptability and why he wants uh, Lissandro Martinez because he can play very well in lots of different positions he wants players that can switch around constantly in the game because obviously he's you know he's a student of Guardiola mm-hmm. um, and he's, he's trying to replicate that as best he can so um, yeah I'm, I'm excited to see those two play together. Mm. Andy we're going to finish uh, with a bit of Fulham chat Kevin. They've signed sporting midfielder Joao Palinha for £20 million. Andy, talk to me. 
Is he going <laughs> to fire Fulham to back into the Europa League? Well, you know what? He's he's a player that I'm surprised hasn't gone to with no disrespect to Fulham. A slightly well, be disrespectful. Yeah, whenever some, someone says that, you, you, you've got your heart in your mouth. I, I I think it's a great get for Fulham, and he is a player who deserves to be. Portugal's starting defensive midfielder. He's the best player they have in that position. So I think it's an absolutely immense signing for them. He's really judicious on the ball. He's an absolute cupboard who doesn't let other players get past him as as, 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 as well. I think yeah. he's, he's he's just a terrific get for for Fulham and someone who can organise them a little bit on the on the on the on the pitch. Who can protect the defence? He's got his best years ahead of him. I think he's going to be absolutely terrific for Fulham. Just need another seven or eight now. Not my words, Marcus. The words of Marco Silva. Well, the words of Marco Silva are apparently crucial in uh, Big Joao going there. Uh, because as you say, there was, a, there was a lot of other clubs. I mean, he could tempt him. You see, you know, just come to the stadium. Let's have a walk down by the river. Isn't it lovely here? <laughs> see up there. It's going to be a swimming pool soon. Um, Mitrovic is going to score at least 12 goals. Yeah? You yeah. think? That's, that's is that prediction. right? He did okay. score 10 a couple of seasons. People say, yeah. double figures. He's done double figures for Fulham in the Premier League. 10. Okay, you need two numbers to make up 10. I think he's going to score <laughs> at least 12 in, in, mm. the, in the season. People might be a bit snooze 12 goals. Well, that's not a bad return for, for a side that will almost certainly be in a relegation battle. But we've got to trust Marco Silva, Andy. Excellent stuff. All right, everybody. Uh, before we go, it's just one more sleep until the Women's Euros. And we've got so much planned for you. Up front are going to be back uh, with three episodes a week on Football Ramble presents throughout the tournament. Uh, but one of those three episodes will also be dropped on here after every single England game. So keep an eye out for the first upfront Euros pod on Thursday after the curtain raiser, England versus Austria. Come on. Hey, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Thank you very much for listening to today's Football Ramble, everybody. Part of the Acast Creator Network. Uh, we'll be back very, very soon. Uh, but until then, thank you very much, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, Annie Brassel. Toss bells. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.